1: Hello, Ducks fans! Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. We're going to talk a little bit of Ducks hockey, but before we get into that, how's your week been, Nate?
0: I uh, was working on a paper till 11:30 last night. If that just gives you the idea already mm-hmm. of it, so
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, it does. Um, I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's probably like midterm season. Nope, it's only like two weeks in. It
0: feels like it though already. Jesus yeah. Christ, like. This week is I think two or three assignments and I wrote a quiz already today that's like ten percent of my grade. I'm like, All right, cool, Dang. cool.
1: <laughs> it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's uh it, it's good times. Someone help me. <laughs> Someone say <save laughs> please <me. laughs>
1: please send help.
0: <laughs> my girlfriend earlier today, she was like, Man, like I'm not excited for tomorrow. And mind you, I wouldn't be either. She's working a twelve hour day. Ooh, and uh rough. that's
1: with her practicum, I'm assuming
0: yeah practicum yeah. and her uh, her part time job as well but mm. um she's like yeah so just you know i i like I might, I might kill somebody tomorrow, and I was just like, just don't let it be me. Like I'm like we we got new neighbors or something like that. And yeah.
1: then and anybody else is fine. Just yeah. And me.
0: and then I sat there for a second. I went, actually, no, you can you can you can off me if you want because uh, that way I don't have to deal with the rest of the semester. So yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be <laughs> great. Actually, be doing me a favor. <laughs>
1: so, so that's where you're at.
0: <laughs> exactly. Already, and it's yeah, it's only like week three of the semester. I'm like, eh, help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's good so but uh what's uh, what's full time work life like you're uh, you're just starting that this week
1: yeah congratulations yeah, by the way ah, thank you thank you uh yeah it's good and i've been used to just having like a couple days of work and then like a day off and then work another day and then a couple days off and um but yeah now it's like okay i'm at 3 days of work in a row which like it's not laborious work i said a computer all day yeah. but it's just like it's, I can't stay up late on Tuesday nights anymore. Like, I don't like to <laughs> <laughs> go to bed and at a reasonable time and be an adult, I suppose. But
0: see, I yeah. feel like I would like I would rather have that because my schedule is so odd. I guess like oh, because I normally wake up in hour fifteen, hour and a half before my first class, kind of thing. Yeah. It just gives me enough time to like just wake up on my own and kind of take my time to get ready and whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's either 7:30 or 9 o'clock for four days out of the week. And then it's just whatever for the other three days. Yeah. And it just fucks with me constantly. But like I can't. I I mean, you know me. I don't I I'm good in the mornings if it's later in the morning. Like the like waking up at nine o'clock, that's Mm. fine. But the waking up at 7:30, not a not a fun time for me. But (laughs) I guess like if I were consistently that but at the same time if I'm waking yeah. up at 730 my first thing is not till 10 and I'm I, I also have that thing where it's like well I can't work on this because I'm not gonna have enough time to finish it before I have to go do that kind oh, of thing. That, yeah, it's oh yeah. yeah so I just get stuck there right yeah so
1: you're in like that weird position where you're like I mean I'd don't want to do the, like, I don't, like, I have enough time to do the dishes, but then I wouldn't have enough time to do anything else, and it's like, yeah. I can't work on this paper, because I don't have enough time to just sit down and finish it. Exactly. So you're like, okay, I'm just gonna play Xbox. <laughs> I, yes, I or you yeah. just, just,
0: like, doom scroll on TikTok yeah, or yeah. Twitter <laughs> or something like that, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, but, so, yeah, like, I, I feel like after a couple of weeks, that'll be nice, because then it's, it's just, like, a routine at that point, but it's just, like, yeah. not what I'm used to, so today I'm like, oh, my fuck. <laughs> Can I just like, can I call in tired tomorrow? Like, is that, is that something <laughs> I, I get? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can't call in sick anymore. Cause then people, oh, well, you got to stay home for a week because COVID and it's like, no, yeah. it's not COVID. And then it's like, well, what is it? Then what is
2: it then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way,
1: I don't want it. So then you gotta be like stomach bug and then people are like, oh my God, he's like shitting his brains out. And it's just weird. <laughs> so. Or uh, you think a personal day
0: or yeah. like, a, like a mental health day or something like that, which yeah. I mean, you do need every now and then for sure yeah so.
1: that's true yeah I, I do get personal days through work but they're supposed to be for like doctor's appointments and ah, stuff like that so gotcha because you only get enough to like cover like a morning for being at the doctor or the dentist or whatever which actually i did have a dentist appointment today fucking aw- I, I forget how much i love like not being at the dentist but that post-dentist feeling where you're like oh my god my teeth are just so smooth and you're like you, you, running you're your like, tongue all over yeah, you're them running and your,
0: and, yeah. around you, you like hear the squeaking Yeah, it's because there's just nothing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know, and they're not squeaky right now, but they're uh, trust me, they're very clean. So, if you want, (laughs) you can come over when we're done this, Nate, and you can give them a lick. Sure, that sounds (laughs) that sounds
0: better than the the class that I have to do after this. Actually, so
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you have a class like oh like oh like your asynchronous one
0: no so this was uh it's, it's one that i have in person but it was yesterday the prof was sick which was the 9 a.m class so i wake up at uh, 7 30 and like see the email notification and i'm like yeah i can go back to bed but i, I mean again three years of living together you know that i am horrible like going back to sleep in the mornings yeah so i'm like oh crap like I, I, I hope I can go back to sleep for a little bit. Yeah, sure enough, I actually passed out, which shows you how tired I was. But,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so he sent us like a recorded version of the lecture that he had oh, from yeah. prior kind of thing. I just haven't watched it yet, but I have that class tomorrow at 9 a.m., so I still need to watch it
1: tonight. So Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess so that you can uh, do schoolwork after... We're done. This we should uh, maybe get into talking about these games,
0: yeah. Bit. But just before this, already feels really weird that we're like starting at eight o'clock. Like, this feels early now, considering yeah, it's been that the a, last like time, <laughs> yeah, the last time that we did like a normal episode, um, yeah, it says streamed one month ago, December 14th. So it's been over a month since the last time we did like a normal Wednesday episode,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, just with games being on Wednesdays for the last little bit. And I guess there was yeah. Christmas in there and. Like yeah. New Year's. So we and, took like that break, yeah. that break, and although I still think there might have been games on Wednesdays,
0: I maybe think not. The oh yeah, the twenty fifth. Oh no, the twenty third wasn't. Oh yeah, no, the twenty third was one of those actually because that was just before yeah. Christmas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. That's right. But we recorded. We um Yeah, we, like we, we pre-recorded our holiday one or our New yeah. Year's one or whatever, whatever one it was. Yeah. That's right. So,
0: all right, I got one last question for you. Okay, go ahead. How horrible did you feel when you got home after uh, Monday night? Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. So we just got to preface this for everybody else that uh, may, I, I think we brought it up, but just might be confused. We no, we didn't get blackout drunk on a Monday night. Everybody, <laughs> uh, we went and we had it just a shitload of sushi. All you can eat sushi. Um, so yeah, I uh I, I was doing okay. Like I was very full and I just we just sat on the couch and like we just needed to digest. Like I was so tired I wanted to go to bed just A from like working that day and B yeah. also from I, I don't know, just eating a lot of food. So my body was like shutting every non-essential function down. It's like he needs his heart beating, he needs to breathe and then we need to digest food. Those are yep. the three priorities. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is it. That is all. Yeah, so I I just I, I just needed to sit and like Do nothing and just like recover. So fair enough. Yeah. How about how about you? Because you were packing it away there at the uh, Oh I was. Yep. I was making sure that
0: I was making sure I got my value out of the uh, all you can eat sushi, if not more. Uh I was saying that there was uh there was another time that I'd done uh this was back in like our hometown, uh with some co-workers. We had done the all you can eat sushi at another place uh back home. And uh I think the all you can eat was like thirty dollars or something like that. And Mm Easily, I had about sixty-five dollars worth of uh, like sushi, food, like just Mm -hmm. whatever else, kind of to the point that like I was costing the place money, and they were probably trying to push us out.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I
0: made sure that I did that uh, on Monday night as well, because otherwise, you're not doing it right, people.
1: So you you kept it all down. Yeah, I did. That's good. That's good.
0: Yeah. So it was just those crispy Californias. Like that was the those, those were the struggle. The rest of it, though, just fine. Just yeah. fine. Just
1: so. just like craft dinner. You just put it in and <laughs> suck it right down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I say, uh, actually, just one more thing before we get started uh, from yeah. our friend Kevin here. We got a comment on Yo you. Kevin. Hey, good to see you again. Uh, says, hey, guys, just wanted to say I really appreciate the show. Been in two car accidents in the past few months. Oh. Damn. That's that sucks and y'all have helped to put a smile on my face much love thank you kevin i hope that uh you're doing okay with all all that That's, uh, yeah i
0: hope you're okay and i'm a lot I'm gonna, Both physically I'm just, and just
1: like emotionally too so yeah
0: and i'm just gonna assume that they're not your fault as yeah. well so you know hopefully you're uh i don't know I've, I've been fortunate that i've never been in a crash or that kind of thing but uh Enough. It was a write-off that you could get a nice new vehicle. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull a positive spin on this here.
1: Yeah, maybe, so, maybe.
0: But but uh, you you put a smile on our faces whenever we see your comments pop up in the chat. How about that one?
1: There we go. There we go. That's a good positive spin. I like it. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yes, we will uh, now very much lower the mood and talk about these ducks games here.
0: Also seeing we got uh Rainil in the chat yes. saying hi. What's going on, Rainil? Thanks for joining us. Um All right.
1: Start with the Penguins, I suppose. 4-3 overtime.
0: Yeah, this Lost, was
1: so we got a point this, there.
0: Yeah. It's uh Simply put, this is one of those games that the Ducks should not have been in. It should yeah. not have been this close.
1: The first period from t- as we said, we were eating sushi during this game, so the best we could do is the highlights and things that we could find online. Um, I was trying to keep an eye on it. You yeah. had the game on, like, just on the side there. So, um, But for me, best I could do was what you were showing me as it was happening yeah. or um, the highlights afterwards. But, but aside from, I think, the first period, which looked fairly balanced, kind of as balanced as it could be when in, you're the Ducks and facing the Penguins, like, shots were okay, I guess... Um, and then after that, like shit just hit the fan. But yeah, generally it's kind of all, all you could ask for. So, yeah, hey Richie, exactly. how's it going?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Richie chiming in from the
0: sporty with uh, Corey and Richie show there, the Anaheim or the the Anaheim Ducks show. Not yet. Yeah, um, the Arizona P- uh, Coyotes podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um,
1: yes, of course he's cheering for the Ducks oh. too. He says big Ducks fan here because he wants yep. Connor B- Bedard. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Right, first period. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, after that, it all just kind of became a landslide for Pittsburgh's way, I guess. Just mm-hmm. like all, like everything was Pittsburgh until the last bit of that third period there, where uh, you know the Ducks were able to push back, tie it up, and uh, zegris gave the lead, but uh, which yeah, was a sick shot was,
1: by that was It was picked his corner and yeah, absolutely, the, the, the Smith. Had, like, no shot at it. Yeah,
0: and uh, Zegers in particular as well is really helping to drive that offense. One goal, one assist for two points on the night. His expected goal percentage as well was 63.5%. Ooh, love to see that. That is pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, and uh, go, uh thumbs up there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's, it's play like this that we've seen over the last little bit. I'm just going to double-check. Zegris's numbers here over the last little bit. Because Zegris has been playing some really good offensive hockey. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offensive hockey. He still has he's still trying to fine-tune the, mm-hmm. the defensive side, but we're yeah. also not,
1: not offensive hockey. Like he hasn't been swearing offensive. at people and it yeah, hasn't exactly. been awful to watch. It's been offensive, not offensive.
0: Yeah, but um I uh like I I don't want him to get forced into being like a you can have a better all around 200 foot game, but I don't want him to like get forced into becoming like a two way centerman
1: mm-hmm. or
0: something like that, right? Like, yeah, this guy is. I mean, a... if he turns
1: into the next Patrice, Patrice Bergeron, I wouldn't be mad about that.
0: No, but at the same time, this is a team that has struggled with offense for as long as we've done this show, right? He's a guy that brings the offense. So that's, uh, that's, that's fine there. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, sorry, really quick before I go, we got Andrew in the chat, uh, stepping on to give hi and how are you doing today? And, tonight and hitting a like thank you very much Andrew how's it going Great. buddy
1: much appreciated
0: um yeah Trevor Zegers for the last five games here has uh five points nice he's doing pretty good
1: yeah so. I think what was that would that be a two-point game three one-point games
0: uh know, yeah correct yeah, yeah the only uh, game that he didn't have a point in was the January 11th against Edmonton game um mm-hmm which subsequently subsequently was also his uh, lowest time on ice at just over 15 minutes there. But um, yeah, he's been playing really well there and I'm just going to double check his last 10, four, five,
2: six, seven, eight, nine,
0: 10. So his last 10 starting, so that's the Vegas golden Knights game on the 28th, um, which that one I wasn't able to do because uh, you were talking about like stomach flu or that earlier. That is yeah. what I was dealing with, with for that night. Yep. <laughs> it was a grand old time. Um, yep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in his last uh ten games there let's see two five six seven eight not ten points so he's been there on a go. point point per game pace over the last ten games it's he he yeah. has stepped it up and it did make That's me good. laugh though when uh there's a there's a few people who had seen uh this tweet here on Duck Twitter and I, I sent it to you mm-hmm. um I'm not gonna r- roast the guy we'll just we'll just say what the tweet is though but uh, hot take: Ducks send Ziegler's down to the AHL for a couple of games, and this sends a message as well that sparks a fire in Ziegler's. And everyone's just like, "Dude, he is like the offense right now." You want to like, do what? He's, he's the
1: <laughs> only one. Yeah, like yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, Ziegler's has been doing fantastic lately. Again, on the offense side, the I'm hoping that the defensive side comes because like obviously we 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 need some help defensively as well, and mm-hmm. he has been the reason for a few defensive breakdowns um that we 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 have talked about on the show when they happen um and uh but tonight for for i guess this Penn's game, the one thing that everybody was looking at. Yes, he, he scored the goal and and that sort of thing. And he also had that reaction to uh, Casey DeSmith making that amazing last-second save in the second period on Mason McTavish. Yeah. Um, that kind of went viral. But um, the one thing that everybody was talking about, I felt like from this game, was just Zegers having that breakaway in overtime. I can see mm. where he maybe should have shot that, but I can also see the like, the pass that he's trying to give to Fowler.
1: Because that and, would have been an open net if that connected. Like, yeah, what, exactly. like Fowler would not have missed that. Shattenkirk yeah. might have, but Fowler would not have.
0: Exactly. So, I'm kind of... Like, I'm 50-50 on it.
1: Like, yeah, like... I, I did watch that play a couple but, times, and yeah. I, I don't think this was maybe his thought going into it. I think the whole way he was probably thinking, I'm going to drop this to Fowler, because he knew he was there. Kind of last second. Yeah, but I, I think... In hindsight, De Smith was kind of with him the whole way and was, like, moving that way. And I, I think it was probably just how soccer goalies, like, or football goalies, if you're listening from Europe, um, like, do penalty kicks. Like, they just kind of pick a side and they just jump to it and hope that the guy yeah. is kicking that way. Um, I, I think that was kind of what De Smith was doing, but I don't think Ziegus really had a shot there anyways. So, um again in hindsight i think that was his best option was to drop it to fowler but because it didn't connect it does look kind of bad i guess
0: so yeah so but i'm just yeah just saying that like i can see kind of the the both ways of it at least so mm-hmm. um if fans are if what was it saying if uh if fans are what's candy and nuts something, something i don't know I, I i don't know what it is uh right off found um. Oh, I hit. I, I hit a key on my keyboard. Oh. Um. We can bring up this act, uh, comment from Andrew. The goalie is good, but the best goalie. Yes. Um. What else did I have here? Uh. I'll talk about the two quick negative things that sure. I have here. Um. Just to send the game to overtime in general was a brutal defensive breakdown that we haven't. I mean, we have seen it, but maybe not quite too... That extent. Um yeah. just from the ducks that Russ took advantage of, just being left on his own, right? Like that it mm-hmm. was five on five for that too, right? So um and when the pucks going from the other corner through everybody there, right? Like that's that's a bad look. Yeah. Um besides that, though, the only other thing that I had maybe is a negative um <clears throat> we talked about Kevin Shattenkirk and his oh, penalties yes as of yeah. late. Um, and he just continued that parade to the penalty box, taking two of the four penalties in this game Ooh. for the Ducks. Um roughing call early in the first and high-sticking midway through the third. Um, I, I, I wanted to take a look just to make sure that I'm not just fabricating something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got eight penalty minutes in the last five games. Um, and
1: 36th yeah. on the season. So... Which like that's a that's a that's good got to be third or fourth just off memory from when we did our mid season review.
0: Uh, I can double check that here. Yeah, because I think uh, I think
1: Comtois had like forty something because he had a couple misconducts. But uh, in terms of minor penalties, Shattenkirk's probably got the most. I think it's Zegers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was at like one every couple games. but Yeah, so Although, Shattenkirk, yeah,
0: Shattenkirk's know. currently sitting fourth uh, for most penalty minutes on the Ducks at 36. Uh, Simon Benoit's got 41, and he's got some fights in there. Uh, yeah, Zegers has 42 uh, penalty minutes now on the season. Um, so 21 minor penalties. And then Max Contois there's uh, leading with 60 right now. But again, he's had the okay. fights, misconducts, and that kind of thing, so... Um, but uh, yeah, Shattenkirk is just not helping it lately, and this game just, yeah, really wasn't wasn't helping overall, I guess like i'm I'm not meaning to necessarily single him out for this one, um, but yeah, the penalties obviously don't help, so a game a team like Pittsburgh that is down on their luck right now, but yeah. uh is a team that. We, we, we've seen this team can compete, right? Especially as long as this team has Sidney uh, Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and I know Chris LeTang wasn't in the lineup uh, that night, but uh, as long as they have those three, this team is going to do their best to remain competitive. Um, but, uh, yeah, contributing just a one hit and one block in, otherwise in 1509. like There just wasn't a whole hmm. lot of seeing from Kevin Shattenkirk and um, I don't know. The interesting thing that I found was, uh, don't worry about the four minutes and not really doing a whole lot because we'll give you another four minutes of time on ice the following yeah. game against Philadelphia for it.
1: Just, just to make up for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's I, I don't know, but the participation
1: um, ribbon of penalty taking.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's so we've, I guess we've talked a lot about why they shouldn't have been in this game. I want to talk about the reason the one player. In particular, that gave the Ducks a shot and is the sole reason for the single point that they got out of this game. And that is John Gibson. Um, playing in front of his hometown crowd, he's from Pittsburgh, um, put up a 9 11 save percentage, a 202 goal save above expected, and had it 29 hiding your chances against 16 Ooh. of those were shots on net wow <laughs> and he only allowed two of them it's pretty good so yeah he was doing awesome uh I ha- I have here we were, we were talking before that uh I was like three stars of the game are kind of you know a little bit more favorite towards the home team yeah and you could definitely see it in this one because it was Jake Gensel uh first star with a goal uh and a game winner too so yeah that too uh yeah Zegers was the third star with a goal and an assist. But then you had Rust who got the tying goal, but just had the one goal. That's mm-hmm. the guy I would, you know, put... Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, but no. Zegers is the second. And John Gibson has to be one of those, right, for the performance yeah. that he put up. So he was fantastic in that game. But, um, yeah, just he's the reason that we got that one point. Um, that uh, helped put us now in thirtieth spots. I don't know. Is, is is helped the right word? I guess depending on how we're looking at where, where we want yeah, this to go. Now but
1: it's not the word I would use, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would use. So, so but,
0: uh we got a couple more comments here really quickly, and then uh, I guess I just kind yeah, of talked. We can see that's good. Uh, if you got points for that. Uh, we got. Uh, I like this guy's username. Hugh Jazz uh nice. saying just they're little ducks um we got uh we got ronnie uh sullivan in the chat the ron r going quack 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 what's going on ronnie thanks for joining us
1: yeah nice <coughs> to see you again ronnie and yeah. welcome to huge Jazz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what uh i don't know is there what what else did you see in this game
1: um well at first i just wanted to uh point out uh, a couple stats. So sh- this is, shout out to statmuse.com they, uh, They're they great because you can just kind of type in, like, what you want to look up for stats. So, Ducks most player minor penalties 2022-23. 20, to 23. And it actually gave me what I want. Instead of penalty minutes, it gave minor penalties. Um, so, and who is leading the team in them? So, uh, Zgris is currently leading the team, as you said, with 16 minor penalties on the season in 45 games.
0: 16 minors? Yeah. Yeah. Majors in there then? Or is that, or maybe his stat muse not updated because there was.
1: Uh, it has in 45 games. So I don't know if he maybe got some double minors and it's not counting those. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Cause yeah, Cause there was 42. So yeah, I don't know. Did it, what? would he have had a major? I I thought he got, um, not like a fighting, but like a. Hmm. What's that? I I don't, I don't remember know. Like the that. just like a, a five minute like, like boarding or, like a something.
0: Yeah, so he would have had to have two in there then, I guess to like balance it out because that's an even two number. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. Yeah, or a couple. Well, yeah, because you you wouldn't be able to do it with double minors. So yeah, yeah. The, only, the
0: only reason I question is just because I had used that used to try to look at rookie scoring at one point, and it was well off what it actually was. So, oh, really? Yeah.
1: Uh, the, it might have the game log on here, which then would show penalty minutes. Let's see if there's any five minute ones. Oh, he had a he had twelve minutes in penalties against Minnesota on November ninth, so he would have got two and a ten. I'm assuming in that one. Yeah, I, I don't know what that. Uh... Can we look at the? Oh, two and a Maybe ten. So,
0: sorry, you said there. you said two and a ten, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was twelve. So I just don't know what the penalties actually were. They don't go that into it. So probably a misconduct of some sort. Yeah, with the like ten. A, so yeah. Yeah, like an unsportsmanlike or, yeah. or something. I don't know. We could spend forever trying to figure out what it is probably, but um. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and then for second on the team, sec- lead, I guess, I don't know if it's a lead or at the bottom of the pile, but uh, with there's a, th- a three-way tie for second with Max Jones, Dmitry Kulikov, and Ryan Strom, uh, each having 14 minor penalties. Kulikov and Strom also in 45 games like Zegras, but uh, Jones has 14 minors in 32 games. Oof. <laughs> so... Uh, and then Kevin Shattenkirk is tied for, I guess, fifth with Simon Simon Benoit and thirteen minor penalties. So, all right, yeah, um, yeah. And then for this game, I don't think I really had anything else. I think the other things I had were for uh, the Flyers game. Yeah, yeah, they were. But um, I, do, I do want to come back to Trevor Egress, but we'll do it after the game talk. It'll be over. Little side discussion of the episode, I suppose. So um, sounds good. So if you're ready, we can move on to the Flyers game. Unless you had another thing you wanted to add.
0: uh, Just wanted to add that Marcus is in the chat, going boys,
1: quack quack. Marcus, it's been a while. How you doing, Welcome back. Hope everything's well with you. Yeah. Uh, All right. Philly. Yeah, five-two loss. There Um, should have been five-one, which I think is what you said. Yeah, that is what you said. Nate, so um, yeah, you almost, you almost had it. You almost had <laughs> I think, it.
0: but both these games, like one of us was just one goal off.
1: You were one goal off yeah. on both of them because you had 4 2 Pittsburgh. Damn, yeah, damn. I should have touched <laughs> up to this right now for when we bring it up later. Um, yeah, what uh, what are your thoughts on this one here? Uh, for this one, I
0: I, I want to talk, imagine this, I want to talk goalies. Again, a little bit shocker. Solars <laughs> just held his ground as much as possible in this game.
1: Yeah, he was also like a, very solid, a lot like yeah. Gibby in the uh, game we just talked about.
0: Like, there's a few, um, like highlights that you could pull that were just like Solars trying to do everything he can to put his body in a position that it could block a puck, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, his numbers weren't fantastic, but uh, yeah, he put up an 8.95 save percentage on the night, uh, a 0.7 goal save above expected. It, it, it is a positive 0.7, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, 12 high danger shots against,
1: uh, two of those being goals against. Wait, so. so that means that, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Philly was uh, expected to score more than five. So, and then did Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Philly was expected to score uh they got 5.25 on uh on Money Puck there to Anaheim's 2.76. Uh this game was well in Philly's um uh Philly's favor just overall though. Um you don't even have to look at the deserved to winometer uh to to know that, but I'll give it to you anyway, 77% in favor of uh in uh, in favor of Philly there, but yeah, you could just tell throughout this game that f- just the duck were gassed after that. Like they are on the second half of a back-to-back and they did play a hard game against the penguins and they were just gassed from it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could see it just in their play. And um like, I know a few guys, I, I don't remember who exactly they got caught. uh Like I'm just trying to like clear the zone on uh, on on penalty kills and stuff like that and yeah. uh the the flyers made him pay on I think two of them I don't remember which one's exactly but yeah um, the the
1: one yeah. was um Max Comtois I think that was on the f- I think it was on the set, the later half of the 5 on 3 that we had because Comtois had a breakaway didn't capitalize on it and then um I think he was out there killing the penalty like the second one I believe um yeah. and yeah like he got the puck in at the top of the circles and then uh, was like kind of looking for like a breakout pass like waiting for everyone else to leave the zone so he could send somebody um, yeah. but was just like standing there with the puck in the meantime and then had his pocket picked and I think yeah, that was the shorty they sc- oh no that wasn't the shorthanded goal no because that was of all people Rasmus ristalainen who scored it yeah <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it's um, yeah, it it led to a, or no, uh, yeah, I guess it would have been a power play goal for Philly. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I had it wrong. I had it the other way. So, yeah, that that one really stood out to me. But you're you're right. There was just lots of bad turnovers. So,
0: yeah, I just yeah, just overall, you could tell this team is gassed, and also what happens when you're gassed is you're behind, you're behind on plays, you're behind players in particular, and you start taking stupid penalties.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And we took five penalties in this game against the Flyers team that has been doing really well as of late. Um, Luckily the PK went four for five, but uh, three penalties in the first period alone, which that doesn't help for the rest of the game, right? Just being gassed because you're playing a a bulk of it shorthanded. Yeah. Um, Soferberg got a holding penalty. Uh, the team got too many men. And uh, then there was a tripping call on Vetrano, which um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, he kind of does like the whole like arms up in the air of like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, <laughs> Frank, it you clearly did, dude. <laughs> clearly. All right.
1: Like, um,
0: but your stick uh, was in his
1: legs and he fell down. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, like, I mean, it, 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 it's obvious, but it, you're going to have a rough time if you're constantly going to the box and you're playing a man short.
1: So, yeah. And I, um, I hate to bring the mood down because you were just like, you, you know, we did go four for five, so that's at least not bad. Philadelphia's power play is not great. They are... How bad is it? I actually didn't look. <laughs> They're 30th in the league with a 16.3% uh, oh. power play. And... Oh, dear God. <laughs> to go with that, they have a... Th- uh 13.5% net power play which uh, oh. is good for 29th and still higher than the Ducks but it means they give up a lot of shorthanded uh goals four to be specific oh. um, which again still better than the Anaheim is five and better than the Chicago Blackhawks' seven, who somehow still have a better net power play percentage. It's confusing how those numbers work. But anyways, not great on the power play. In fact, decidedly bad. Um, So, so,
0: sorry, you said the Flyers' power play was 16.1%?
1: 16.3.
0: Okay, I guess the decimal doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. just more for myself. But just having the one for five is better than their season average. Yeah. it's 20%. <laughs> Holy yeah, yeah. shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is rough. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much any game they score on the power play is better than their season average. Oof. Which is kind of like the Ducks because we're at 16.7. So we're like right there too. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do to help your power play, but maybe giving the kids the iPads back might be one. Hey, Torts. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I uh, don't think I really there's, have yeah, much there, else to not a whole add lot. except for the power play. I, actually, I did want to talk about the um, penalty kill for the Flyers, just I guess while we're on special teams, uh, because that, contrarily, is doing quite well this year. Um, okay, I won't say quite well. It's doing a lot better. It's 20th in the league, 75.8% on the penalty kill. Net penalty kill percentage, which takes into account shorthanded goals. shorthanded goals four, I should say, is at uh where did it go? Sixteenth in the league, eighty-two point six percent. So they're the fact that they get short handed goals kind of puts them pretty much right in the middle of the pack for the league. Um, at uh nine shorthanded goals four on the season. Jeez. In forty-five games. So every five games they're scoring a shorty. Which is <laughs> insane. Who better than Vegas and Minnesota, who are second and third with seven. That's ridiculous. So they're what they're doing on the penalty kill is kind of insane. Uh, at least yeah. in terms of goal scoring. Um in terms of actually killing the penalty, maybe not so much, but yeah. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. And again, just for reference here, Ducks. Net penalty kill percentage. I'm just going to go ahead and scroll right to the bottom. Yep, 30th in the league, 72.7%. Um, we've only given up one shorty, which I guess would be the one against... F- oh, no, short-hand, We Sorry, we've only got one short-handed goal, but we've given up 45. So, not great at all. Yikes. And we take a lot of penalties too, so <laughs> we're we're really bad. <laughs> but, Yikes. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well. Any, anyways, <laughs> that's that was supposed to be more so about how the um, and or the philly pe- penalty kill was good, and they were scoring shorthanded goals, so we don't have to be too concerned about our penalty kill, but it turned into trashing on the ducks so
0: yeah, well, i mean it's it's hard not to trash on this team at times, I guess, right but yeah uh, as i've as I've said on the last couple of episodes uh i'm I'm all aboard the uh the tank train whatever it whatever it takes at this point. If it's uh you know, I it, it doesn't even feel right to say if it means losing to Philly because that like I said that team has been doing well uh over the last uh number of games there. I'm just trying to find what their last 10 is uh I guess after the game uh against the Ducks there, they're 8-2 and 0 in their last 10 games. So they have been uh and are probably going to push that a little bit farther even their next game is against uh, Chicago. So,
1: yeah. That's but. rough. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We, we've talked about embarrassing losses. Um, well, I guess last episode and quite a bit this season. I, I don't think the Penguins one is an embarrassing loss because you got a point out of it. You were going to win it until 45 seconds left and then... The, the Penguins yeah. did Penguin things like they've been doing Even, for the last decade plus. So I, yeah, I, I the, can't really say that one. But what do you think about the Flyers one?
0: The Flyers one is really a, I mean, not really a, but it's it's a four two game because the five, uh, which uh, was Kevin Hayes, I think, it said first career hat trick actually. Yeah. Um, was with, uh, with the empty
1: net. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: an empty net there. So four two game on a game that you could just tell the, the guys were gassed. It's I I don't call it an embarrassing one at least especially with how well that team is doing. So that's a the way they've been playing that's a team that should beat the Ducks. So yeah but hence my hence hence my predictions. So
1: (laughs) yeah 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 fair enough. So yeah yeah um, anything else about this game or about both of them together or anything.
0: Um I feel like I had something for both of them together but I can't think of what it is right now. Um, I, I guess I have one thing that I want to say just because we have seen cases where it wouldn't go this way I guess Yeah. as great as a game as John Gibson had yes it's on the second half of back to back but we've seen like oh yeah he's played a really good one let's start him the next day mm-hmm. right thank you for not doing that right yeah. just to let, let's keep him Let's keep him doing okay here, right?
1: Mm. So And and Stellaris has been fine on the second half of back-to-backs or coming in in relief. It's when he just kind of gets a random start here and there that he hasn't been outstanding. So I have, yeah, no issue with starting him here. But Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break here, I guess, just looking at the time. On the other side, we'll do a little bit more discussion just about the Ducks and uh, a little bit of news Gulls update of course upcoming games um, lots of things oh and what's quacking um, but nothing we'll, we'll be quick about it so no worries you of be like oh my god I gotta stay on here for another hour and a half no no we'll be good <laughs> 45 minutes max so yeah, yeah we'll uh, take a quick break here with our friends over at DraftKings and we'll see you guys in just a minute
0: the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Again, That's promo code PHPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: So I saw a comment from Marcus here, which actually perfectly fits with something that I was going to bring up as well. Um, So I'll bring up Marcus's comment here. Zegras contract predictions. Personally, I'm thinking, this is still Marcus, uh, something like three times seven, but I don't know, he might be willing to lose out on money and sign an eight-year deal. But I don't know, doesn't seem like the right move for him. So kind of looking at a shorter-term deal for, or Marcus is looking at a shorter-term deal for Trevor Zegras. We kind of talked about this on the last episode as Mm. well, like, Do they sign long term, the the big three in Terry, Zegris, Drysdale? Do they go something a little bit shorter and see what state the team is in? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I honestly think even just looking at the number, seven mil seems kind of low for Zegris. Like it's a.
0: Yeah, the, the, the thing is, is like if you're going with the shorter term deals, there's going to be more money on it. Yeah. So if you're looking at something like an eight year deal, mind you, it's, I think it's still going to be more than $7 million, right? It's probably closer to nine, let's be honest here. Um, yeah. I I want to say like maybe even 10, but uh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a that's potential it depends, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at three years, you're probably looking at, you're definitely looking more at 10, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's you you can get your money over the time because you have that security right but Mm -hmm. if it's shorter time there it's okay I'm I'm getting my money to make sure then right yeah
1: because if you get injured in year three of your next contract then yeah at least you have 30 million if it's three times ten whereas if you get injured in year three of your eight year contract then you're still making money for the next five years yeah exactly because like I'm talking, like you know, sees like career-ending injuries because like it's either okay, you've made thirty million, now you're done, or you've only made say fifteen million, but you still have five more years of getting paid. Yeah, roughly. Just I just kind of picked mm-hmm. those numbers out of nowhere, but yeah, I mean
0: have, that that would be a the seven would be a beautiful number. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um yeah, I, I just don't think but, he signs. No, Z- yeah, Zegers would is his uh, representatives are laughing at that money, I think. Um, Yeah. This is a guy that, uh, you know, he's in the top for, uh, you know, points, assists, goals. And, you know, let's even look in particular here. Uh, He's second in points with 35, just one point behind Troy Terry. Um, Second in goals, just one goal behind uh, Adam Henrique. And second in assists, uh, three behind... Uh, Troy Terry. Uh, he's got 21. Terry has 24 there. Um, so, yeah, like he's still going, yeah, 35 point. Like he's just doing under a point per game right now. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, the team as a whole isn't doing great. And he's played with three, two, three different lines this season over 40 some games. Right. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you're with the same guys for the entire season or that sort of thing. So, um, we, we know that as this team gets better and as Zegris gets better, his point production, especially, is just going to climb, meaning that his goal or his, his money, his value is going to in, uh, increase. Did I say decline earlier? Sorry. Men increase. Did, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, seven is. Seven would be good for if he stays where he is right now, I feel like. Yeah. But not only is he going to improve that, but this is a guy who is not only the face of your like one of the faces of your franchise for the next however long you're able to keep him around, however long he wants to stay around. Mm -hmm. This is a
1: potential face of
0: the NHL here that we're talking about.
1: Oh, right. It's it's not even potential. He is he is one of the faces at this point. Like Yeah.
0: So that's that's a lot of money that. You know, he feels he would be deserving of, which I don't think is wrong.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Um, just in terms of, um, I, I guess, comparables here, there was a tweet that um, I saw from CJ Woodling, and I believe it was uh, one that the Quack Report Twitter had retweeted. Oh, yes, it was. Um, and, says, uh, another interesting fact I found since we're talking about the Ducks future, Nathan McKinnon's first 146 games, which mm. was over two seasons, uh, 101 points. Trevor Zegras's first 144 games, obviously over three seasons, two and a half ish, um, yeah. 109 points.
0: So in less games, he's already doing better than Nathan McKinnon. Slightly better. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Not mad <laughs> about it at all. Um, and that and, and when and when Nathan McKinnon started his career as well, the Colorado Avalanche were dog shit. They're awful. It was that just s- as we are right now. So. It was
1: that um I believe that uh 14-15 season was bad or was it the 15-16 season?
0: Uh that was it was just like dog shit. I think it was 14-15, but I could be wrong on that one.
1: Um Yeah, I don't remember, honestly. He had a... Uh, does it have points? Yeah, I mean he went from 63 points in 82 McKinnon in his first year, his rookie year, to 38 points in 64 games. So yeah, I feel like it would probably be that one. That 14 15 yeah. year. Um let's see 14 15 avalanche. Uh oh no, 39, 31, and 12 record. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember what season it is now then. <laughs> uh fifteen sixteen, there were 39 and 39. Was it? 16-17? It, 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 I'm it to get up rookie up year? Yeah, okay. I'm honestly... Oh, yes. sixteen, seventeen. They were uh, 22, 56, and 4 go. for 48 points. 2.93 points percentage. So, yep. Where the league average was... Uh, Five point five nine. So yeah, they were, they were bad. Sixteen, seventeen, which his point totals were fifty three points in eighty two games. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, but what I was getting there at there is, and and CJ says this in a um, reply to his tweet there in his tweet thread, I guess. Definitely not saying Trevor Ziegris is going to become the n- next Nathan McKinnon, but I think some people take for granted just how high of a ceiling he has. After all, the guy is only 21 years old, still on pace for 60-plus points this year again. Which, yeah, those are impressive numbers. Um, and on a team that is doing crap. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. yes, Nathan McKinnon had 63 points in his rookie season in 82 games, uh, but he didn't past 60 points again until 17 18 when he got 97 points in 74 and then he's just been in the 90s ever since barring the, the covid shortened seasons and all that yeah. stuff um 38 and 64 as i said 52 and 72 in his third season and 53 and 82 um but remember nathan mckinn was also a first round pick or first overall pick sorry um whereas zegras wasn't he was ninth ninth overall um Maybe not a great comparison, just looking at draft overalls, but uh, the one guy that comes to mind, shocker, I'm going to find a way to bring the Edmonton Oilers into this, <laughs> is Leon Dreisaitl of the Oilers, who is a uh, third overall pick. And the reason I think it makes them a good comparable is not only because they're not first overall picks, but they also like came slowly into the league. Um, and then have started to make an impact more in their end of the second, beginning of the third seasons. Um, But also, they're kind of like... uh, uh, How do I want to say this without sounding like I'm insulting Zegris, because I know... (laughs) I don't want it to come across that way, but like... Say it and I'll try to reword it if I can. (laughs) Okay. Where... Leon Dreisaitl is obviously the second best player on the Edmonton Oilers behind like currently behind Conor McDavid. Like when he signed his extension, which was in 2017. So the season after he got off his three-year entry-level contract, he was the second best player on that team. And while I don't think Trevor Zegras is the second best player on the Ducks, I think currently he is probably the top in terms of like young guys. Um, Actually, you know, I'll just say he is probably the like the best player i I do think that long term we'll be looking at back and saying Mason McTavish is the better player. he's just Connor Bernard okay, maybe Connor <laughs> Bernard, yes <laughs> um but yeah my, I guess, point and or even I guess Troy Terry, you could kind of say he's playing Zegris is playing like second fiddle to Troy Terry in a way, yeah. like yes, they're very close in terms of points, but um. That's kind of why I want to compare them because they're not like the top guy on the team. Yes, they're a highly skilled guy without a question. They're a top six forward, um, and they're going to put up just insane numbers over their careers. But and, and like they'll do insane moves that'll be on highlight reels for decades. Um, mm. So that's kind of why I want to compare those two, and because this off season is when Trevor Zegras is going to sign his next contract extension after the he comes off his entry-level deal. So, yeah. is that okay? Do you need to reword any of that, or does it all... No, I think
0: that makes make sense. sense. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. okay,
1: so I'm going to do a quick screen share here to take a look at uh, stathead.com, which is uh, owned by Hockey Reference, I believe, and I have no problem showing it because it says, if you utilize material unique here, please cite it for... even. It even says... Podcast, right there. Yeah, no, I don't need the definition. Yeah. Of, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not sharing the screen. Nope. Feel, must feel like you're back in class, ain't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, reference to a sports reference site for tweet or podcast, which I don't need the definition again. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it just helps to keep it going. So, I love uh, StatHead. They are a subscription site, but they have some stuff for free. And it shows. Um, Dreisaitl and Zegris compared. By the numbers in their third seasons. Here, just to show you, I am comparing their age 21 <laughs> third seasons here. So, um obviously Ziegress is in the middle of his third season. Can I should I make this bigger? I feel like I should. Yes, there we go. There you go. Okay. Zegris is in the middle of his third season. Um, so only has 35 points compared to what Drive's side finished with, with 77, but in half the amount of games played. So Kind of on pace to be around 70, so very close to where Dreisaitl is. Yeah. Um, they do have adjusted points, which, uh, if we go to the glossary, is uh, adjusted stats normalized to an 82-game schedule, 18 skaters, and league averages of 6 goals per game, 1.67 assists per goal. So, just so that it's easier to compare years, because obviously scoring is up this year, um, essentially adjust sidle to 85 Points, get out of here. Um, <laughs> over the adjusted season, and Ziegler to sixty-one. So it's saying he's not quite going to be there. But sixteen, seventeen, the Oilers made the playoffs. These Ducks aren't making the playoffs. Um, they I'm did gonna... that year,
0: though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, just a that to pop back to That their... was that long ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. To their second overall or their second seasons, and their first seasons are. Very similar in the same way that their second seasons are uh Zygris actually outperformed drycidal in th- in three more games he got ten more points uh was way worse plus minus um, you adjusted it all out though fifty seven points for dryicil fifty eight for Zegras. so essentially saying they're the same player in their yeah. second seasons. you know what? just for fun because that actually didn't take too long if we go to their first <laughs> their first season. And and one
0: thing to think about as well, though, is like that Drysaddle jump was the Oilers got some pieces in that helped the team get to that playoff spot, right? That Mm -hmm. they hadn't been in over ten years at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just getting good people in around you that can play with you definitely Mm -hmm. helps.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. So their rookie seasons, Uh, Drysaddle played thirty-seven games, Zegers twenty-four. Zegers had more points with thirteen compared to Drysaddle's nine. Uh, you adjust that out. Ten points for Dreisaitl, twenty for Zegras. So, yes, their paths have been different. They're not the perfect comparable players, but in terms of like their value to the team and their role on the team, that's where I think they're comparable. Um, but also both have showed like steady progression, and then in their third seasons, they're becoming like you can see. Okay, these guys are going to be dominant players in the NHL at some point. Mm-hmm. So, at the time. Dreisaitl signed for $8.5 million in uh, the offseason. And Connor McDavid, I think that same season, signed for his $12.5 million, I believe. But I think you're right. Don't quote yeah. me
0: on it. Yeah, because I think McDavid was first and then Dreisaitl was later in the summer, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. McDavid was July. Dreisaitl was August. Yeah, that's what it said, August. So about a month later. Yeah. Um, And the salary cap at the time. 16, 17, salary cap. And, again, they just came off a second-round exit to the Anaheim Ducks that season. Uh, $73 million, so 8.5. Divide by 73. About 11.6% of the cap times... what's It's at 82.5 now? Yeah. It's supposed to be... Another million next year. Yeah, a million next. So okay. 83.5. Yeah, so multiply that by 83.5. Using the same numbers, zegris if he signs for 9.7-ish million dollars, that's roughly the same percentage of salary cap that Dreisaitl was of the Oilers when he signed that one. So, again, it was kind of a long-winded way of saying it, but... Of getting to that and explaining my thought thought process there, but I wouldn't hate a seven or eight times nine point seven million dollar deal for Zegris. I don't know. What do you think? Say that number one more time, sir. Nine point seven million times seven or eight years. Oh, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. No, you <laughs> you take that all day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Next next topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh sorry. Just because I'm curious about Troy Terry and I like numbers. McDavid was about seventeen point one percent of the salary cap multiplied by eighty-three point five. Uh Troy Terry, that means he will sign for fourteen point three million dollars to be the Connor McDavid to um Zgris's Leon Dreisidel. Oh man. If only the NHL was a soft cap. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you just sign guys for whatever. 14 million here, 15 here. Oh, man. That'd be good. So, um, so yeah, just because I'd seen the Nathan McKinnon, well, you had seen it, and then thus I saw the Nathan McKinnon comparison for Zegras, I thought, that's maybe not great, but what about Dreisaitl? And I still don't think it's the perfect comparison, but it's mm-hmm. closer. Yeah,
0: it's it's the it's the idea here. So um we got Amon in the chat. What's going on, Amon? Um he does say though here he's not at Jack Hughes level regarding Zgris, but okay, let's he does also, also, also say
1: eight times eight seems reasonable as well.
0: Yeah, and that wouldn't be bad either. I feel like if it's I feel like eight times nine is probably what is more likely Given um, the market. Yeah. Yeah. But um take take a look at Jack Hughes as well and Again, the team that's around him, right? It's a lot better than what this Anaheim Ducks team is. Oh, yeah. If Trevor Zegers is playing with the New Jersey Devils, might be a lot more comparable in terms of stats and that sort of thing, right? So, it's all just about, like, it, 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 it's it's about the opportunities as well, right? The situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah,
0: that's. Like yeah, that like, does make sense. Yeah. To, to to bring it back again to the Edmonton Oilers, but I'm maybe gonna slide it a slight bit. Um look at what Connor McDavid's doing this year. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Now imagine if there were more guys on the Edmonton Oilers besides four that could actually score goals and produce offense for that team. Right? Mm-hmm. McDavid, those those crazy projected numbers that we're looking at right now are even crazier, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So
0: it's yeah. It's you can have skilled players, but if you don't have skilled guys around them that can all work together, it's going to be difficult. So,
1: yeah, but yeah, um, any other thoughts about uh, what Marcus had to say? I hope he was still around for that conversation. If yeah. not, he'll he'll hear it later, but
0: uh, not directly to what Marcus had to say, but it for some reason it slipped my mind that Nathan McKinnon was a f- was the first overall pick in that, tw- yeah. 2013 draft, so I had to pull up uh, what that draft was, at least the first round.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, man, that was a good draft, actually. Oh, yeah. It was decent. Like, top three is Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Barkov, and Jonathan Drouin. Um To round out the top five, Seth Jones and Elias Lindholm.
2: That's Not bad right. players, either.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you go Sean Monahan, Darnell Nurse, uh, Rasmus Pristelainen, Bo Horvat, who sounds are you, are, like is going to be on the move.
1: As yeah. well are you just going like in order or are you just yeah. listening off like bigger
0: I'm, yeah, teams? I'm, I'm going in order right now.
1: Damn, the fact that all <laughs> those guys are like, you know, top three on their teams respectively. In, yeah. like, and like all of them have are like still playing is like, kind of nuts. Yeah,
0: uh, Sean Monaghan's now I, I, I feel like this is one that's actually moved around quite a bit.
1: Yeah, oh definitely.
0: Because yeah, McKinnon and Barkov are still there. Druen's not with Tamp anymore, though, is he? No,
1: he was I think he was in Montreal last I saw him.
0: Oh, oh yeah, right. And then Seth Jones is in Chicago. Elias Lindholm is in uh Calgary now, who mm-hmm. picked Sean Monahan with the next pick. Um, yeah. who's in Montreal. Darnell Nurse is still in Edmonton. Uh Ristolein, we just talked about is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horvat is currently in Vancouver um, which that whole situation in Vancouver is interesting wild, to yeah. say the least. Um, and then uh, to round out the top 10
1: Valerie Nichushkin. Oof. Damn. I that's a pretty good top 10 there alone. Oh yeah. Fuck you put that on like all those guys on a single team and that's disgusting. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then just other notable names as I'm
1: kind of Eyeballing through
0: this, Max Domi, Josh Morrissey, uh, Nikita Zadorov, um, Anthony Mantha, um, Andre Pur-
1: Burakovsky.
0: Damn. Uh, the Avalanche love
1: their 2013 yeah, right? draft picks. Hey. Ah,
0: <laughs> um, oh, Shea Theodore.
1: Damn. Oh, the good
0: old days. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Hartman there. Is another name that I at mean, least sticks out to me for some reason, but
1: yeah, and that's I that mean, first round. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay, um, I guess uh, let's do an injury update here, and the update is that there are no updates. Lundestrom is on the road trip, and could good play at any point, kind of.
0: Yeah, that's and that's that is we talked still, about already. So yeah, that's still coming from last week. Uh, there's been no other update since. Um, so yeah,
1: that's that's literally it for news. There was nothing. I scoured. There was nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which hopefully he will play against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. Yeah. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform, then today, unless it's Friday, in which case yesterday. I hope he followed that. Everyone good? Okay.
0: You saying that just for some reason put me in the mind frame of, uh, the first Deadpool movie, where he goes, McAvoy, here, Stewart. These timelines are so confusing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets are currently sitting 32nd in the NHL. Their last 10 has been a 3-7 and 0 record. Um, And at home, they are 10-14 and 1.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance. No, I don't like how you're pausing. Nate, just say there's a chance. Please.
0: There's a chance. But. But.
1: No. Just say there's a chance.
0: The Columbus Blue Jackets have played 44 games. The Anaheim Ducks have played 45. Mm -hmm. The Ducks are one game up, as well as they are one point up. There's one point right now separating us in the last spot. I'm not saying to throw the game, (laughs) (laughs) but Chicago has done better in the last few. In 42 games, they have 28 points, so they could potentially, you know, unintentionally leapfrog over. Yeah. I'm not saying to intentionally throw the game, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, if we lost, I wouldn't be mad. No matter how we lost, a loss is a loss <laughs> at this point for Connor Bedard. So this is, yeah, this is arguably more important than the wild card race at this point. Yeah, where, like, honestly though, like say like uh, Edmonton and Calgary playing each other, like that's a four point game because not only is it a win for you, it's a loss for your direct competition. Um, at this yeah. point, i it's a four point loss because a win for the other team and a loss for you puts you at a better, like an even better spot for Connor Bedard. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we honestly haven't played a ton of like really bad teams this year, as in the Columbuses, the Chicago's, the. Uh, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I guess that's all. That's, those are the only teams that are worse than us. Yeah. Um, like, we've played Philly, who's down there. We've played uh, Vancouver, who's not doing great. Um, I guess we have played Chicago once, but like, we, we've lost to all of these bad, supposedly bad, really bad teams. Um, Chicago, we lost 3 2. Um, yeah. Ottawa, we've lost both games to, like, quite horribly. And, I mean, they're kind of in the middle of the pack, but they're also not great. Mm-hmm. Um, San Jose is San Jose we we did beat Montreal 5-2 I suppose um, but yeah and then we lost to Philly both games so like it's this one's tough because I we don't really yeah. have that track record
0: yeah uh, take a look at Columbus in particular their last five games uh, a 6-3 loss to Tampa 6-2 loss to Carolina a 4-3 win over the Red Wings Okay. A 3 1 loss to the Rangers and a 2 1 loss to the Predators. Uh, so, in their last five games, they've been outscored 21 to 11, which that number doesn't look just off like really quickly. It doesn't look as bad as us. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, right. There's still that Boston, Edmonton, and New Jersey uh, game, <laughs> those games <laughs> in there. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So, um, the thing with Columbus too is like they do have guys that are like still putting up good seasons,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like like we have guys that are putting up good seasons, but this team still has Johnny Gaudreau putting up forty one points.
1: Yeah, like just shy of a point per game pace, and then it's a
0: hard drop off. Holy shit! But uh, I I know a has been out for. Quite a bit of time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Roslovic has 24 points, and then Patrick Alleine and uh, Boone Jenner are tied at 22 points. Johnny Gaudreau really mm. went to Columbus to win hockey games, huh? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone's salty.
0: Uh, <laughs> that comment in particular is just the one that like keeps showing up on my feed. Yeah, like I, from a Flames perspective, I or like a Flames fan perspective. Am I disappointed that he left? Yes. Was it a bit more because of how roller coastery it was, I guess? Right? Like, high, low. It looks like he's going to sign. And then at the last second, he, he wasn't kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was his right, though, as a upcoming free agent, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. in terms of... For, for Calgary when Columbus comes to town I think they're in town on Monday actually in Calgary there so I'll be Johnny Gaudreau's first game back at the Saddle Dome since uh, signing in Columbus um I'd be cheering for him personally yeah so it's, it's pretty, heartbreaking it'll probably be a mix I, I could it'll, yeah it'll be a mix so and i i feel like the boos are going to be a bit more uh anyway though in terms of Columbus though yeah this has been a team that's just been well i mean they're doing a a point worse than us in their last ten games. The Ducks are three, six, and one. Um and uh the Blue Jackets are three, seven, and oh. Uh the, the the thing that might be a bit more in their favor, and that's not to be a slight on uh John Gibson and Anthony Stellars, but uh uh Corbisalo and Merslenkins uh this season, I if I'm not mistaken, do have better numbers than both of our guys right now.
1: I was just gonna check that because I thought they had worse numbers. So we will see. Corbisalo right. has a
0: 908 save percentage and six wins on the season. Okay. He's played in 18 games, a 6 8 and 1 record, a 328 uh goals against. And then for Merz Lincolns, he's played 19 games, a 512 and 0 record, a 4.44 goals against and an 869 save percentage.
1: Okay, um, the uh, what's it called? The a- NHL app with their goalie comparison. When you click on an upcoming game, has uh, Musleikins and Tarasov. Um, yeah, has, Tarasov. Like, the, the two goalies there. Yeah, Tarasov's
0: played thirteen games with so a two nine and one record and a nine eight save percentage app.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Tarasov's better. I would say Musleikins is worse. Um and then who's the other guy? Oh yeah, Corpusalo, um, who I can't see right now. I mean, he's kinda right in the middle, I would say. I mean Actually no, he's very comparable to Tarasov. Actually like same numbers. Seriously? Yeah, exactly. The yeah, the numbers. exact same numbers. <laughs> Damn. Just play. Three twenty eight and nine oh eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean yeah, I don't know. I think if you put the same forward and defense in front of them, like say you just took, I don't know, an Olympic team, like team, we'll say Team Canada or Team US, um, and you put them you put them in front of Gibson and then you put them in front of, I don't even know who Columbus's number one is this year. It seems like they're kind of running a three-way tandem, honestly. Um, a little bit, yeah. I don't know. I guess Corpusalo was their best goalie, he, even though he has the same numbers as Tarasov, he's played it more games. I think I would give the advantage to Gibson in that case. Just, like, essentially goalie, first goalie. Um, but in terms of, like, the actual numbers this season and how the, I guess, team all works together, mm-hmm. honestly, maybe give it to Columbus. But um, I'm going to take Ronnie's comment here where he says, woof, the Blue Jackets. Please predict big (laughs) wins against them. Just for you, Ronnie, I'm going to say 6-4 win. 6-4 in favor of the Ducks on this one.
0: I'm going to go the opposite and drop each one by one. I'm going to go... uh, five three for Columbus. I'm just taking a look. Um, goals 4 per game are at two and a half for Columbus compared to oh, 2.27 okay. for Anaheim, which is ranked 32nd in the league.
2: Uh, not surprising. Um,
0: Goals against, though, is, again, what I'm kind of looking at there. Columbus, not great, 30th at uh, 3.89, but Anaheim, no surprise, 32nd at uh, 4.18. And again, I say no surprise to that because the goal differential is negative 85 at the moment for the Anaheim Ducks compared to negative 61 for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, again, are sitting in last place. Um, The thing, I think, is it, it might be specialty teams, actually, because... The power plays are comparable, I guess. The Ducks are in 28th with a 16.7%, uh, Columbus being last at 144 but the penalty kill is quite a bit better, I would say, for Columbus. They rank 18th in the league at oh, yeah. 767 compared to Anaheim's 30th spot at 72 flat. Yeah. So I feel like this might come to a special teams game potentially, especially with our parade to the box for the last few games.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so. I, if if not for the Ronarchy here and in the chat, I think uh, I think I probably would have predicted a Columbus win. But um, yeah, but this one's for you. And he's giving me praise, so I'll do it again <laughs> too, if he wants. <laughs> Says embrace cool. the tank, but the blue the blue jackets are one of the worst. Yeah, but yeah, can't hate on Nate dropping the data. Yeah, you gotta, you got them numbers, and I do love me some numbers. So yeah, um, there's
0: there's some times where I want to just be like, ah, fuck it. But I, the the logical part of my brain takes over sometimes.
1: So yeah, Yeah, that's fair. But
0: I feel like at the same time, I should probably use that other side sometimes because man, my betting has been rough lately. Um, yeah, has not has not been great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> going to stop using
1: logic on on, on just some just bets go numbers. sometimes i think yeah. yeah although although sometimes you go on numbers and you're like ah, but the numbers no, say that An- like- anaheim should beat boston i don't get yeah. it and then <laughs> it just doesn't make sense <laughs> so um yeah moving on to the next upcoming game we have saturday uh against the buffalo sabers which is oh boy set your alarm clocks everybody 9:30 a.m. pacific time for that one i hope yes uh, it's a saturday
0: so. yeah i hope adam and Morgan are awake in my living room that morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) and ready for some Ducks versus Sabres hockey exactly on that Saturday morning then I hope
0: he's ready and you're ready because we'll probably meet up go for lunch yeah on that day or something and watch uh, Calgary play that day um, before I have to go to work that night it's going to be a day full of hockey for me on my birthday I'm excited actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh, yeah, holy shit! Uh, the season that Tage Thompson is having, which again, oh, when, when we're nuts, when going back to the Tro- uh, the no Trevor Zegers uh, conversation, he's, he's twenty one, right? Just wait mm-hmm. for it, because yeah, Tage Thompson just last season, like, really started to break out. Kind of what we were talking before of like, just let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on just expecting these eighteen and nineteen year olds just to be all stars right away. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tate Thompson has uh, 32 goals on the season currently and 59 points. Um, Rasmus Dahlin is uh, showing that he will be the number one uh, defenseman on this team uh, for as long as he is in Buffalo. He's averaging 26 minutes and 16 seconds a night right now.
1: <laughs> Damn. That, if that kid doesn't make the all-star team, like, something's wrong here.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, Goaltending is kind of off and on. I feel like it's a uh, not Linus Allmark. He's in uh, Craig uh, Anderson. Boston. No, no, uh, Lukanen. Yeah, him. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I don't have his numbers right in front of me here, but yeah, Craig Anderson uh, is just defying age at this point. Um, and and I don't know. Maybe you take like, not saying that John Gibson is old. I mean you take a look at Craig Anderson and you go, "Huh, maybe a few less starts would be beneficial for John Gibson." Uh Anderson 7-6-2 record but a 278 goals against and a 917 save percentage with a shutout in there. Yeah. He's doing all right. Not bad for a for a 41-year-old. So Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, Eric Comrie is the other goalie listed currently uh 4-8-0 record and 883 save percentage is not looking as good for him there, but uh this is a game that I am not meaning to sound negative doing like how many how many is that? No, that'll be five straight games that I'm predicting an Anaheim loss. Um I don't know. I for I, I look at this game and I look at it as Buffalo's to lose. Um Buffalo's a team I think could sneak into a wildcard spot. I think so. Um yeah. which would be fantastic. Like just it's I don't know. I feel like unless you're in the New York area. And even then, I don't... With Like, our last however many years have gone if they really care. But, like,
1: does anybody hate the Buffalo Sabres? I don't think so. I think they're yeah. kind of... They're, like... Yeah. Like, because they haven't made the playoffs, there's no real rivalries active. And, like, they've kind of just been everybody's punching bag. So, at this point, everyone yeah. kind of feels bad for them. And, like, they want... The players there and just the franchise and the fans to like experience some success. So yeah, I think rivalries are really only made in the playoffs. And when you haven't really made the playoffs, then no one hates you. Yeah. Like look at Vegas. Everyone loved him in the first season, and then like a few years in, after they beat up on all the everyone's favorite playoff teams, they were like, Fuck Vegas. And I mean yeah, there's exactly. other things to go <laughs> along with it too, but that's it, it was a contributing factor. So
0: yeah. I'm not sure if I had to pick a team out of the East who it would be, like, who, like, who my team would be. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I feel like it would be the Leafs, but at the same time, lame. The Rangers and the Sabers.
1: Yeah, I, I'm partial to the Rangers personally, yeah. but the, I do cheer for the Sabers specifically, Tage Thompson because he's really good. Yeah, and he's just like stuck it out, but yeah. Um, their jerseys this year fantastic. Oh, fantastic, always, always good jerseys. So. Um, Yeah, do you have a score prediction for this one? You said it was Buffalo's to lose, so you're saying uh, Buffalo loses, Anaheim wins? No, I'm going to go with a Buffalo win. I'm
0: just taking a look at their last five here. Which, yeah, they haven't done too great either. Mm -hmm. But they're keeping it tight. 4-3 loss to Seattle, 4-2 to Winnipeg, who's leading the Western Conference um that Seattle loss was one of their like it was one of Seattle's like that seven game road trip that mm. no American professional sports team has done what they did like a seven game like uh road trip sweep yeah which is insane mm-hmm. um yeah lost to Florida four1 lost to overtime in Chicago three four but like I said the Chicago's kind of picked it up uh, yeah. A little bit lately too. Just
1: just a wee bit.
0: Yeah, they play the Islanders tomorrow on Thursday. Hmm. I'm predicting a Buffalo win, but I'm not sure how to go for 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 scoring here.
1: I'm gonna call three two. Three two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I um. What do I want to do? Yes, Buffalo hasn't been great lately, but before the calendar flipped over to 2023, they were on a six-game win streak beating LA, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, Detroit, and Boston. So not all of them great teams, but some really good teams in there.
0: Uh, One, two...
1: Well, ha- yeah, half of them are playoff teams. Yeah. And, I mean, Arizona's kind of right on par with the Sabres in the standings, are they not? Or have they dropped down a little bit?
2: Oh, uh, no, Arizona's the, dropped the, um,
1: down quite a bit. Never mind. Yep, Disregard. <laughs> um, yeah, not that. So, um, yeah, and also before that, they were beating up on the teams that they should beat up on. Like they beat Columbus nine four. Oh yeah, that was the night Tage Thompson decided he yeah. won five goals or whatever it was. <laughs> they beat the Sharks six three. Like yeah. They have kind of been consistent all year with like beating up on the bad teams, beating or being in a close game to the really good teams. Um it's just like hasn't been the most consistent, especially mm-hmm. for like the middle of the road teams so uh, I don't know I think I think they beat up on the Ducks Um, no, not like beat up on the Ducks but it's also not going to be a fun time they kind of yeah I'll say kind of what Philly did to us I'm going to say 5-2 I'm just going to take that score alright 5-2 for Buffalo that was my roundabout wave getting there so I hope <laughs> everyone enjoyed that thought process okay very much very much cool cool that's what everyone's here for. <laughs> just us doing stream of consciousness stuff here. Exactly. Um, I mean, okay. we've
0: been we've been doing it for four years at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh shall we get into a goals any, any, update any, here? I was gonna say any day you talk to me is just stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> I try to filter it as much as I can, but
1: <laughs> it depends. Depends on yeah,
0: the day. It depends. Yeah. Um yeah. Get into the goals really quickly here. Sure. So um And yeah, then I guess after you... I have a actually I'm gonna interject yeah. a very quick uh, what's the segment called? We haven't done it in forever. Quack Report Unplucked. Okay. Just because there was something that came up uh, that I thought could work for the show. So yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, let's I guess go through previous scores for the goals here. So uh, 5-2 Wayne over the San Jose Barracuda. Love it when uh, any team in San Jose loses. So that's great. Uh, and then back-to-back games against the Ontario Reign did not go in the Gulls' favor with a 3-1 loss followed by a 5-2 loss. And currently, the Gulls are playing the Bakersfield Condors and at the beginning of the third period, they are currently down 4-0. Oof, all right. <laughs> the, the Gulls are down 4-0, just to uh, be clear. So, uh, I believe that... Good shit, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Dostal is still in net so there's still hope of it not getting too much worse <laughs> i suppose but yeah oof yeah and shot totals are not looking good uh well actually it's not bad 10-6 in the first 12-8 in the second and then 4 to 1 in favor of San Diego in the third oh so, all right yeah not bad um so yeah looking like that one will be an L as well but Hopefully, we can get a couple to uh, keep it close. Coming up next, we have another game. So, potential shot at redemption against the Bakersfield Condors, if this one continues to not go in the Gulls' favor on January 18th, and that'll be in Bakersfield. A, uh, another game against the San Jose Barracuda on in San Jose on the 20th, which is Friday, I suppose, uh, yep. on Sunday, the 22nd, at the Coachella Valley Firebirds followed by a, another home game against the Bakersfield Condors. Yeah, on the 25th. I can't remember if I said that or not. So Sweet. Yeah. Um, Bakersfield, I believe, is kind of near the top of the division. Definitely above the Gulls. Um, pull it
0: up here. Yeah. Uh now Bakersfield is down with the goals actually. Oh really? Damn. Yep, they are 12-19 and 2. Or 12-19 and 3 I guess cuz there's shootout losses there. So 12-19 and 3.
1: Okay. Yeah. Which only, not much better than the 11-26 and 0 record for Yeah, 5 games, but... 5 points better. Yeah.
0: So cuz they got those
1: overtime and shootout losses and mm. they They so. would have played less games though if my like, uh, math is correct. 3 less, yeah Three less. So yeah. Uh so potentially important games against Bakersfield if the Gulls wanna move up in the standings at all. Yeah. But we shall see. Uh where's uh San Jose and Coachella, just for curiosity, since we uh Coachella
0: is sitting top of the Pacific division, uh, uh thirty-five games, uh 25-6, 3 and 1. So 25-6 and 4 on the season with for 54 points, a seven seventy-one percent like point percentage.
1: Damn, that's like Boston Bruin numbers. Actually, yeah, and they're I think Boston's still like in the eights. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, like forty-one. their
0: their last ten, uh nine wins, zero losses, one shootout loss. Wow. So they are yeah. doing all right there. And then uh the Barracuda are sitting in seventh in the Pacific. Uh, 39 games played, 16-21-0-2. And, um, and yeah, they've had a rough uh last 10 as well.
2: 3-6-0-1. Which okay.
0: we've actually had a better last 10 than the Barracuda had. We're yeah,
1: 5-5-0-0. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, hopefully we can on. get a win in there then. And hopefully one of the three against Bakersfield since this one looks like it's not going to be a win. I mean, ideally, two out of the th- three against Bakersfield. But
0: That's interesting. The San Diego Gulls are the only team to not lose in overtime or a shootout this year in
1: the AHL. Yeah, it's because they just
0: shit dead in it, regulation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many games have gone to overtime, though, for Bakersfield? Not many. I don't know if, or for San Diego, sorry. I don't think many, but.
1: No, I don't think so either. But
0: I don't they, know. Does it have. have
1: um, does it have like overtime wins on there?
0: Um, sure. has oh yeah, regulation. Yeah, regulation overtime wins. wins. Yeah,
1: yeah. So ten, and then 10 regulation, regulation overtime. And okay, so they've so one. One um, in the shootout because regulation and
0: overtime wins is also at ten. So yeah, one in the shootout. Yeah, that's what that should be. So yeah.
1: yep, makes sense. Then yep.
0: Um yeah, top five players. Uh Michael Delzado is sitting in fifth for points and uh but that is as well from uh his time with CLT. What what abbreviation is that again? Where did we get Delzato
1: from? That's a good question. I don't I remember that. Yeah, why can't I figure out what CLT is? We we just did this. We just went through all of the uh the teams.
0: Oh, it was with Florida and Detroit. So, Charlotte. Yeah. I think that's what it should, should yep. be. Yep. Charlotte Packers. Uh, yeah. That makes so sense. Including his point total from Charlotte, though. Uh, but if we're looking at San Diego in particular, he's played 10 games and put has put up uh, eight points, three goals that season. So, yeah. giving him 18 okay. points on the season. Uh, Braden Tracy has 19 in 32 games. Uh, our boy Bull Bo Grew has 23 and 37. Uh, Nicholas Brilliard has 29 and 37. And Rocco Grimaldi is continuing his point per game pace at 36 points in 36 games. There was a TikTok that I came across that I did share on the Quack Report uh, Twitter account as well. That was his wife, his wife's account. And uh, she went to go watch my husband play and some guy started punching him. And it was a fight of uh, Grimaldi and I forget who they were playing that night. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so I shared it on the Quack Report Twitter uh, if you want to go back and find it. But uh, I was like, Just like joking, like, like, oh, like traumatizing for uh, Mrs. Grimaldi here. Like, seeing your husband just get his face-bounded in kind of thing. And she did did give it a like, so.
1: Oh, nice. That's good. Shout out to the Grimaldis. Yeah.
0: So, I was kind of taking a look, actually. Point-per-game pace, I'm not sure what his AHL contract is this year. But I feel like the Ducks should give him a chance next season. Just like for an Uh, NHL contract right? Just to, to have the option to bring him up. He, yeah. he hasn't done great in the past I guess on, a- on NHL teams from what I was able to gather and it's kind of bounced around but like
2: mm-hmm.
0: the fact that he's a point of game player on a team that is brutal this season in the AHL I don't know. I think that says something right?
1: From what I remember about the preseason, I think it was... He was
0: alright in the preseason
1: I think it was Strom and McTavish or it might have been Henrique and McTavish that he had good chemistry with but obviously something just wasn't working in the eyes of the coaching staff probably ah no this is too good of a line and we want Connor Bedard that's probably what the thinking was but yeah I was kind of excuse me I was kind of surprised that he didn't get a chance for a few games but Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, goalies. uh, Ole eriksson Eck has played 11 games now, has a 459 goals against average and a 858 save percentage, one seven and 0 record. Um, And then Lucas Dostel continuing his all star season, 25 games played, a 266 goals against, and a 924 save percentage, which is still ridiculous considering uh his record because of the team that he's behind uh 9-15 and 0 on the season.
1: Yeah. It's uh it seems every week when we do these like ov- like obviously his stats are getting better but it's not just like a little bit better like oh he's a 266 as opposed to a 268 now like yeah like he's just it's, it's like i feel like three weeks ago he was at like a three or like slightly above a three goals against average and he was at like a nine just above yeah. 900 and now so he just boom, here like we he's are,
0: better and better yeah yeah
1: i mean i guess we still save our outline so if we go back uh like six episodes or so that should yeah exactly are... about
0: three weeks back
1: yeah yeah uh there, so yeah. there should be one yeah i think um Oh, no, it got weird because of the uh, holiday break. So if we go to this. Point, oh, yeah, right. Yes. So this is from episode 26, which uh, was, yeah, December 21st. So just before the holiday break. Yeah, he was at a 288 goals against and a 916 save percentage. So not quite as dramatic as I made it out to be numbers wise. But 288 but... to 266
0: and what was it? 916. Yeah. To 924.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Still significant enough. Yeah, he's managed to improve that somehow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was only at one shutout at that point, so now he's at three. Yeah. (laughs) And I believe the uh, 21st was just before he got sent back. Oh, yes, because he has a little X beside his name, so it's saying he's not currently on the roster. Yeah, he got sent
0: back, was that the 27th
1: or 28th, I think? Yes. Of December, so. So essentially in two, no, about three weeks, Yeah, about three yeah. weeks, he's improved his numbers that much just yeah. from being sent back down from the NHL. So it's very impressive. Very, very impressive. That is all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got um, one, I guess two more segments. You, unless what's quacking and the uh, unplucked are the same thing. No, they aren't. Okay, so then brief unplugged.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, just surrounding, just some news, I guess. Surrounding, uh, definitely one of yours, but one of our favorite bands, uh, Fall Out Boy, who just put out uh, a new song today. Which oh, I haven't damn. gotten, a, I haven't gotten a chance to look to listen to it yet. What? The sick. snippet that I heard though it's very old school. They are back with uh, "Fueled by Ramen," who actually put out their oh, yeah. first album, uh, "Take This to Your Grave." Like the whole um, song is out, or
1: they just did like a teaser in the song. Well, the whole, the whole
0: song, that. the whole song is out today. Um, Uh, but, uh, who else is on fueled by ramen? There's, there's a bunch of panic is, or was, um, Um, I believe panic is still, um, if I'm not mistaken, all time low is still on fueled by ramen. Uh, let's take, can I, can I find it here? Who is fueled by Ramen? Oh, here we go. Um, oh yeah. Damn. This is like right up the, Unplucked alleyway. Uh, yeah. A Day to Remember. All-time low. Uh, I'm just naming off ones that I recognize at least. Uh, yeah. Fall Out Boy. Uh, grandson, who we have seen uh, perform. Oh, yeah. I've seen him twice now, actually. Um, mm-hmm. The first time, I was way too intoxicated, but I do still remember seeing him, and it was good. That's good. That's good. And the second time, it was even better. Uh, Lights. Um, oh, yeah. That might be like a way back remember for for us kind of thing but yeah. she's still kicking in uh yeah uh meet me at the altar uh nothing nowhere one okay rock uh panic at the disco there you are
1: um You're just gonna I skip toy- over paramore come on
0: did i skip over paramore It did uh they're oh well, they're not showing them oh. here as current ones oh i'm just on wikipedia where are you looking uh, i'm looking on their website paramore was oh. On there, um, oh, okay,
1: they're, yeah, then there it hasn't been updated in a while, yeah, yeah they're on the tech now. Never mind,
0: yeah, t- uh, 21 Pilots and Water Parks, uh, are just some like the current ones that they have. Um, but taking a look at the Legacy, actually, might as well. Uh, 303, um, Jimmy Eat World, Less Than Jake, Paramore, uh, the Academy is, yeah, there's a F- Field by Ramen has had some, uh had some good some bands good artists that's so, for sure yeah if no, that's not, cool
1: i'm gonna have to go and check that song out because uh love me some new follow boy i can't believe i haven't heard that yet yeah well, I, I, I even listened I, to my new music mix on apple music oh I I know it, that updates I, every friday that's why it's probably not on there but i was like what the hell why didn't they show me not. that I, li- I literally listen to follow boy every week so i was gonna say i'm
0: surprised you didn't even hear the preview because i did send it to you actually what when I guess you don't check your Instagram DMs too much. Though, oh no, like
1: f- hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, because that's
0: that's where I sent it to. You. I'm I've been like scrolling on Instagram quite a bit more lately. Oh, that's yeah. the like the one thing I just don't post on out of oh, anything. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't really post on Facebook either. But um, so anyway, yes, Follow Boy put out a new song today. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't comment on it. Clearly, Carter hasn't either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the band hasn't changed. At all, I guess. Um, during its. How how long has Fall Out Boy been a band now? 2000, 2003,
1: 2003. Let's I double check of...
0: here.
1: Yeah. Double checking this shit. Uh,
0: 2001. 2001
1: was their first. Oh, 2003 was when the album came out. So yeah. yeah. So they've been a band. band.
0: Yeah, since 2001. So since we were four years old, this lineup is the lineup. Has never changed. Um, But will for a short time. I'll just preface it with a short time. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was put out by uh, Fall Out Boy as we were recording this here. um, Or just before we started uh, recording. Uh, Put out, uh, Neil Young once howled that it's better to burn out than to fade away. But I can tell you unequivocally uh, that burning out is dreadful. Without divulging all the details, I must disclose that my mental health has rapidly deteriorated over the past several years. So, to avoid fading away and never returning, I will be taking a break from work, which regrettably includes stepping away from Fall Out Boy for a spell. It pains me to make this decision, especially when we are releasing a new album that fills me with great pride, the sin I am most proud of. Uh, So, the question remains, will I return to the fold? Absolutely, 100%. In the meantime, I must recover, which means putting myself and my mental health first. Thank you to everyone, including my bandmates and family, for understanding and respecting this difficult but necessary decision. Smell you sooner rather than later, Joe Troman. So guitarist uh, Joe Troman will be stepping away from Fall Out Boy for a little while. Um, I think I can say for both of us, we wish him the best and you know take his time. But we are anxiously awaiting his
1: return back to Fall Out Boy. Yeah. So did so so he still recorded on the album, but they're not doing like any post album stuff yet because or he's not taking part in any. Yeah, he's not
0: taking part in it. So I think uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that like Fall Out Boy has like shows lined up. So somebody else will fill in uh, for a bit there, and then uh, Joe will. Return when he's ready and able, so. Yeah. But. He's still one uh, signature model that I'd love to get my hands on, actually. His Telecaster. Oh, yeah. They sick. haven't made them in forever. And it was exclusively a Squire one as well, which I think both Joe and Pete Wentz did exclusively Squire ones. They didn't do Fender models. Mm. Um. But, uh yeah, that Telecaster is one that I'd still love to get my hands on personally. But um sorry, that came up just because that's the the image that they have of him is him playing his signature model. So oh, right. um but uh yeah, wishing the best to to Joe. But
1: uh, yeah,
0: new follow up. We'll, have, follow-up to, we'll boy. have to talk about that. So for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up here with uh whatever it is you have for what's quacking. Because Sounds I, good. I'm, I'm reading what you have in the outline and I have no idea what it is. Oh, just kidding. We're done. That's it. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you do actually know what we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, Cause you have seen this video. It was, uh, I guess I was shown it again, but uh, it was sent uh, in our group chat by our good friend, Kaylee. Um, so, uh, this video comes back from, uh, 2011, uh, from the Lone Star Derby in, uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, oh, yes. not Grand Prairie, Alberta, Grand Prairie, Texas,
1: yeah, the other Grand Prairie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really not helping the stereotype as well that Alberta is just the Texas of Canada, not no. helping at all. No. Um, but, uh, me not knowing anything about horse races, really, I decided to take a little bit of a. A gander into what the Lone Star Derby was. Uh, so, it was a obviously a horse derby for thoroughbred horses, specifically three year old thoroughbred horses.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and uh, something else I learned: uh, the purse is what the is what's the prize money is called. And mm-hmm. uh, so, the prize money is two hundred thousand dollars. Not bad. Not bad. That's
1: pretty good. Yeah. Two hundred thousand U.S. dollars.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. Which for guys. us is
1: like a lot more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so uh, as we they were heading into this on uh, oh man I seven three eleven I just remember that at least what it's the seventh month July, um, mm-hmm. Gage Charles uh, was to sing the national anthem, and uh, it did it it did it, it it didn't go great let's put it that way so. Uh, this isn't to be a slight at any Americans, but uh, please just clench your fists, white knuckle it for a second here as you listen to uh, to, to Gage's rendition here of the National Anthem.
1: Uh, where... There we go. Also take off your hat.
2: Charles. <laughs> oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars were so gallantly there? What? As the rockets were there, and the twilight's last gleaming. All right. And the rockets' gl- red glare Were so gallantly there
0: First <laughs> tribes were all there Oh, thank God.
2: And the rockets <laughs> were there What about the stars? Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet glaze for the land of the free and the home of the
1: brave. And you can just see the look of disappointment with <laughs> <himself. laughs> Wow.
0: So, the clip that we were sent by our good friend Kaylee, it's. Didn't go that long. It, it wasn't so the whole thing. Yeah. So there was new things that popped up when I was watching this. Um, so what, like, what did he
1: say on the fl- something about a glaze on the flag? <laughs>
0: uh, oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet glaze? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it supposed to be wave?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. See, so I, I don't know the words a... well enough to like know what they were supposed to be, but I knew that they were wrong. That, yeah that's about so, it.
0: So, so let's double check here. what all was there? Um, those was rockets yeah, the rockets were there um, the stripes were there yeah, the stripes I, were all there and and the rockets were there like I'm, I'm glad that those were those were there.
1: the, the two um, essential things really for the states it's rockets and stripes, so
0: yeah, and they made sure uh, twice on the rockets. Um, yeah,
1: d- double check the rockets. That's good. You don't want to misplace those.
0: Uh, the banner, the banner was glazed. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, Dunkin' Donuts glaze, or what, what? are we? What are we talking about here? Um, I, would, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I do got to give him props, though. He at least kept the like the rhythm
1: and the melody and, and the yeah. rhythm the exact same as it should be. Like the amount of syllables. Like honestly, for like essentially making up words on the spot, yeah. he kind of killed it. <laughs> like, if I was from, say, like, Sweden, and, like, I'd never heard the American National Anthem before, I'd be like, that was great. That was perfect. And then everyone yeah. else would be, like, giggling and, like, what's going on? I'd be like, I yeah. don't know. I, th- I <laughs> thought it sounded fine. It, like, There's nothing weird. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So something else that I learned, just kind of researching a little bit on this, uh, that's only a quarter of the actual song. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the the national anthem of the states that we hear, the Star-Spangled Banner. That's only about a quarter, like the first quarter of it. Oh so, wow! Yeah.
1: Do so they just um, repeat it like essentially three more times, or is there like different no? It's, verses? It's, it's
0: it's different verses the whole time. Okay. So, but wow. um,
1: yeah. No, honestly, and- again, this is nothing against the state's <laughs> national anthem, <laughs> but the way that most anthem singers at sporting events sing it is they sing it like so incredibly slow that I don't think I could handle four full repetitions of what they sing.
0: The American National Anthem at major sporting events is every anthem singer's audition for American Idol. America's Got Talent. Like, they're they're trying so hard on it and just, yeah, like you said, like, just, it's slow. It's just so extended, right? Which is hilarious when, say, like, I'm watching a Flames game. They're somewhere in the States Mm -hmm. and it's, rush through Canada and because we need the time to be filled with the American National Anthem. Yeah. So. Yeah. And don't get me <laughs> and like, wrong. And too. like that is the, like that is the, probably the shortest rendition from, I'm assuming, an American of the American National Anthem that I think I've ever heard at any oh, sporting event.
1: Me too. Yeah. He, he breezed through that, which to be fair, if you weren't, I mean, he, he started uh, if, pretty if, fast too, but once you start making mistakes, yeah. you're like, I just need to get this over with. But yeah, if yeah. the lyrics
0: were, not if the lyrics were correct, that's an A plus from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I I will say as well, there's some anthem singers that really draw out the Canadian national anthem too. And I'm all for like patriotism and having fun with it and not just like showing up and singing the notes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we need a we need a little bit of pace here, like Yeah, exactly. Can we get a conductor that's like like Bugs Bunny? Can we just get a Bugs Bunny on like the jumbotron yeah. to be like, "No, faster, faster, let's go. Come on." Let's yeah.
0: Be- or like or keep a click in your ear or something like that. When uh when uh I'm working Copperhead's games. Um, I, I do work directly with uh, the, ans- the uh, anthem singer as well, uh, Amy Allred. And Did you just uh, turn off her
1: mic after like a minute and a half? <laughs> you're like, nope, no. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but what she does is like, she actually has the music in her ear. Um, oh, yeah. So like, there's not music accompanying her, I guess, for the actual performance of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's at least in her ear, so she's keeping a good time with it, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. because as, as well for myself, like, I can kind of keep it and, like, just know exactly, like, when she's going to be done and that sort of thing. So, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's good. So, yeah, well, um, anyways, I know that, uh, not not to, like, totally make fun of the American National Anthem, but it is funny when people screw up the anthem and it's, like, yeah, it's good that you can, like, when you can, like, laugh on it. And hopefully... Gage Charles can go back
0: Yeah, to it's been, it's been also. 12 years at this point. I hope he can kind of laugh at it, but yeah uh,
1: yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, I guess uh should we get out of here? I uh, guess you still have a
1: class to watch, hey?
0: Yeah, I do technically. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Uh Sorry, do we do we want to talk about this? Should we just I just saw that Rory piped piped in. Um or is that something we want to maybe save for next? time? We'll save it, Can, it for
1: uh, next time. Yeah, because yeah, I forgot he had posted a comment on the other, on another video, and I haven't got. Yeah, to. so yeah, we'll we'll save it for next time, I suppose.
0: Yeah, sorry, Rory. We will get to your question. Yeah, we'll make sure to put it. You know what? I'll I'll make the next outline right now, and I'll put that in there. We will talk about it. So, uh, sorry to make you wait, but Monday's episode.
2: Yeah,
1: we
2: um, will.
0: Get to it, and we'll we'll, we'll have it specifically sure. in uh, the What's Quackin' segment. We'll we'll make a call for questions or that kind of thing. So, if there's anything more that you would like to ask, please feel free to uh, to, to throw it in. So, yeah,
1: sounds good. Okay, yeah, Nate. If uh, people want to shoot some more questions your way, well, one you can do that at Quack Report Pod. But if people have questions specifically for you, like what do you put in your beard to make it look so full and good, um, and don't spoil it, or unless you unless it's nice and easy. Of an answer, but where, where can, can people pick, DM you? I, that you don't remember what
0: that. the brand is, but I do know that I have to pick up more. I don't remember the specific brands, but I'll just say it's balm and oil, okay? Like beard
1: oil, yeah, not like canola good, oil or sure. fish oil
0: or something like that, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 just just uh, a little bit in there. So, um, nice. but uh, but if people
1: ask more specific questions about your beard oil, where can they do that?
0: at Yeah, sure, uh, yeah, you can tweet at me at uh, Tate Nomas, T A T E N H O M A S. And uh, yeah, I, I do kind of laugh that like the beard has become such a defining feature of myself. Mm-hmm. Like thinking back to like that Halloween that I shaved it off and I was standing like right beside you where like at that point in university, we were like inseparable and like people just straight up did not recognize me, like asked yeah. right in front of me, where's Nate? Um, yeah. I even had somebody recognize me from the other side and a bowl up in the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Calgary.
1: Because of your beard.
0: Because of my beard and wearing a backwards hat. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a very I'm iconic like, look. Yeah. A- a- apparently it is. So, <laughs> for you, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. So, yeah. At Tate Nomis on Twitter T A T E N H O M A S.
1: Yeah, and uh, I can't give you beard tips, but I can give you some hair tips, potentially, if you would like. And you can do that at Carter underscore POTTS, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Once again, at Pod is our show on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and on YouTube. If you want to be like Rory and leave some comments that we can promptly forget about and bring up in a couple episodes, (laughs) that's where you can do that. See you next time, and go Dex, go.
0: The NFL playoff picture is locked in.
1: That's the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're leaving that in, by the way. Oh, that's fine.